Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malton. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. much i'm uh just enjoying the fall weather oh it's great today <laughs> great day today um how was your how's your weekend yeah i had a, I had a good weekend um lots of rest mm-hmm. and uh it's one of our good friends sam's birthday today yeah so. shout out to shout out to sam uh i don't know is he, is he listen is i he don't a, know i don't know is he an avid listener is he uh <laughs> i don't know i'm not sure um yeah we uh recording a little late this week I, although I feel like the past couple of weeks we've done it on Sunday. We we have. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of the way it's worked out with mm-hmm. work and you uh, decided to be a little cultured guy. Go go golfing. I did. I did. I hit the uh, hit the golf course yesterday. Hit the links. <laughs> hit the links. Hit the links with uh, our good friend Grayson. And yeah, we um, we played pretty well. Um, I used to play a lot of golf when I was younger. Like middle school mm-hmm. up until like freshman year of high school. Golf guy. When I decided to focus on soccer. Yeah. Seriously. Would you say golf is would would be like your number two sport? As of now, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoy I, I well, I would say it is my number one like individual sport. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's um it's a great sport, it really is. It's so mental, man. It's so mental. I for a, so for a good portion of yesterday, I'd probably say the first, well, the first couple holes I did pretty well, and um, then I like tried to up my game a bit and tried to hit it harder. But in trying to hit it harder, I started hitting it worse. Your technique went down. My tech, my technique went down. And <clears throat> I was just trying to pepper everything, and I was like, probably should stop doing that. <laughs> I around like hole eleven, I was like, this isn't working. So I just started like stroking it. Mm-hmm. And dude, I was hitting, I was hitting good shots. Hitting dimes, hitting dimes. But yeah, man, it's like, it's so repetitive that like if you don't play a lot, I mean it's like that with anything. But if in golf especially, the margin for error is so small. Um, dude, people spend thousands of dollars on golf lessons. Dude, thousands. There was a guy. Um, and you can still suck. Oh my god, <laughs> you can't. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can get all the lessons you want. You can still suck. See, some people just... It, so that's that's encouraging. It. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, go, go try it. <laughs> um, but no, had a good time. It took... It, I haven't played 18 holes in a long time, and it took a while. It's a... Playing 18 holes is a marathon. Dude, it's a tax. When I, I was, I was like, out... I was out of energy at, like, 15 or 16. Whenever I play 18, I will usually skip a hole or two. Just take a hole off, just because, like... Yeah. Obviously, we don't golf, like, that no, much. Like, no. It, it's not anything I'm not playing for you know scores or whatever so exactly. if I take whole you know 14 off 
you know, so what? Yeah. I still, I still swung probably 170 times. <laughs> I know, right? Dude, this, um, this course, this course had some, had some long boys. Mm-hmm. The first hole one and hole 10, um, had, I think we were playing from the white tees, so that's like in the middle, mm-hmm. and we were hitting... I think hole one was like almost 500 yards. I mean, and I, I'm do I can only drive it like 180 oh, right. at most. I was gonna say that's it. That's at least five or six. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not good at driving, so it took. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> let's just say our score was pretty high. <laughs> but anyway, it was a good time. Um, and then during the week, I witnessed a kid compound fracture his arm, which was the worst thing I've seen in a long time. That's a tough one. That was a tough one. And on Friday, to make a long week even longer, I was driving to CrossFit in the morning and got a piece of, like a two-inch long piece of metal It looks like in my tire. a surfing fin. It does look like a surfing But it's a lot fin. smaller yeah. and it's metal. Yes. It's not plastic. For sure. No, it's straight up metal. Yeah. So that deflated my tire rather fast. Completely deflated. Gone. Instantly. Instantly. I heard, I could hear the air <laughs> rushing out of the tire as I turned off my car to go to, to get in, like move in the building for CrossFit. So that was a good time. Um, and yeah. How's that? How's coaching going? Coaching's good. How are good. The, we, how won, are the kids? we won our last game on Thursday. Not our last game, uh-huh. but like our last game of the week. We got two more games. And then the tournament. I got I to make it out to a game. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Well, we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but we got a couple more. Um, you got anything? How's your week? Any uh, any special, <clears throat> usual week? It's a pretty pretty standard week, as far as weeks go. Solid. It was ho- Halloween. Halloween was midweek. Yeah. We only got a couple trick or treaters. We did. Um, I don't. That's okay. I prefer. I don't like the Wednesday Halloween because I know some yeah. people that went out. I went out. I got dressed up. Went out. Yeah. On the front end. And I know people that went out this weekend dressed up, and I imagine that that was a, a, you know, people are comfortable dressing up in like October, yeah. but it is it's the fourth today. Yeah, people like Halloween's. It's not the same. They're like it's over. I would say if anything, you have to celebrate before. Oh, that's what I'm unless saying. hundred percent. Unless it's Thanksgiving, just because some people celebrate on that weekend. Mm-hmm. I would say. Celebrate Halloween. I'm a before. Yeah. Yeah. Did you dress up at all? I did not this oh, year. I did not so. this year. Yeah. I, 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 dude, I, I have to make a point next year to do something because I always say I want to. And I've done a couple good ones. You have? We did the SNL skit Dick and Box. <laughs> that, shout out to Nate Sego. That was brilliant. Um, that was my best one so far. That's I a... might do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've thought about a it. Repeat, a, a repeat. A repeat costume. Halloween. But anyway, um, well, to be honest, <laughs> I think we have some good, we got some, we're back to like, I felt like we were kind of, we had some good stories in the past, but I feel like these stories are like, we have some good content, good content. It's a good mix of like, um, partial supernatural, but like more rooted in the real world. Um, so dude, which one do you want to do first? Um, let's do the. Let's do the weekend weird first. Um, 
So this is it the weekend weird? No, it's not. It no, it's not. Is this a is this a new uh I've never seen this this uh WND.com. WND.com. Yeah. Okay. Um so I saw this. Eric and I both saw this in different places. Yeah. Uh <laughs> this woman this woman claims that she's had sex with twenty ghosts and says she plans on marrying one next summer. So she says uh, they communicate through her mind. Mm-hmm. It's it's telepathic, but um, she heard she heard the words "Will you marry me?" echoing through a cave. So she apparently has these encounters on walks through nature, uh-huh. uh, and says that it's just like. She 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 describes the experience as deep, sexy, and real. She says that she could actually hear his voice. It was beautiful, deep, sexy, and real. <laughs> yeah. So this woman, she's she's thirty years old. Um, she's from England, and she met her. I guess the so the the ghost doesn't have a name. She yeah. hasn't named it uh, during a trip to Australia last February. Um, she said, I couldn't believe it. I was really happy and excited. I'm not a hundred percent sure this lover is male, but when you're making love to a spirit, gender doesn't really come into it. That's fair. I, I would have to agree. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. She, uh, yeah, she is a, um, she is a spiritual counselor. So it says Miss Miss Realm is now planning a pagan style wedding in the English countryside in the summer. Nice. <clears throat> it, it's so there's like these um have you ever heard of like the term elemental or like some sort of like nature spirit? That's <sighs> what this makes me think. Like is she I don't even I don't even know if if you uh, if you are into that, she could somehow communicate with like these elemental nature spirits. There are a ton of stories about like people communicating with like the spirits of like plants and like the spirits of trees. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, would you go? Would you go to the wedding? But uh, dude, totally. If you were invited, yes, you would definitely. go. <laughs> I would be there in a heartbeat. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Well, first of all, English countryside probably. Probably pretty nice. Okay. Probably pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Sh- yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm the, yeah, I'm sure the wedding's gonna be a good time. Uh, weddings, I've only been to a few, but they've I've been only fun. Been to a few, they have not celebrations. Been pagan weddings. No. They've been Catholic weddings, so I'm sure there'd be a little bit of a change, but you know, uh-huh. I'll try anything once. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I wonder who. I guess I mean our our friend Lindsay McCartan got her license. I don't know, called like marriage license. Like oh, you can get she? it online. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She no, get, she got drunk one night and, and did, like, it? did it. Yeah, no, I've heard you can. And uh, Ryan Beats can also. Oh wet, wet yes, people. You can. dude. Hey, <laughs> maybe we should do that. Maybe we should. Is that a spe- can I add that to my resume? Can I a make special money skill? doing that? That's the question. Huh. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Nah, hey, the that's Joker, fair. The Joker said that. <laughs> um, she has a quote here 
she says ghost lovers tend to be more sensual and adept than the average bloke. There's always more of a connection because the sex goes beyond physical. Um, she says the main difference is she just can't see him. I feel like that could just be like a strong wind. It could. Strong wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that's, yeah, who knows? As long as she's happy. The only thing I'm, I'm concerned is, um, does, is the ghost, is there, is there going to be some sort of, uh, consensual, consensuality? Oh, good question. With the ghost? Because she, we're just going by her word. This is, this is true. This is true. We um, need a, uh, uh, we need some evidence. Some need the ghost to some ghost law. Yeah, some ghost law. Some some sort of evidence that the ghost that she is not just. What's crazy about baiting this ghost into about into this is if she marries a ghost, like there are certain benefits and perks of being married, like tax, yeah, benefits and stuff. What, like surely it won't be recognized by the. By the courts? It's a good question. It's a very good question. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm sure. I, that, I'm sure there's a law. I'm sure. Actually, I, I, maybe I maybe there it. isn't. Maybe there isn't. I don't. Dude, there's there's probably isn't because there's probably not enough people that do this uh-huh. to where it'd be even worth anyone's time. <clears throat> but hey, gotta do what you gotta do. To each their own. To each their I'm own. I'm a huge. I'm a huge. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of tweets their own, within 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 the reasonable bounds. But she's I, she's not hurting anyone. No, no, she's, she isn't. She, no. you're right. She's not hurting anyone. She's just hanging out, doing her. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's hop back across to uh, North America, and um, huh. you want to take us through these uh, this article from BBC News concerning uh, Canada's last. Witch trials. Yeah, so uh, this was actually published on October 30th, 2018. Right in time for Halloween. That's right. Um, a law against pretending to practice witchcraft will soon be in place in Canada, but it hasn't stopped local police from prosecuting those who use the dark arts to blink, pe- blink people for thousands of dollars. Yeah. So this this story goes, um, this this woman that goes by Medina, uh, she's a fortune teller in Ontario, <laughs> was busted after an eighteen. Oh, it just says month months a months long yeah. investigation. Um, for defrauding a client forty five thousand mm, dollars mm. in cash and property. So the story goes, this man comes to her fortune teller, Medina, and says, I have these evil spirits in my house. How do I make them go away? And this fortune teller tells the man he needs to sell his house and give her the money. And that's, that's how they'll make, that's how, then she'll make the spirits go away after this. Oh man. Um, so this happened and then it, uh, it happened uh, in an unrelated event with a Toronto psychic, Samantha Stephen, who was arrested on a similar charge. Essentially, what it comes down to is is fraud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's popular enough for BBC News to write this article. Yeah. It's obviously happened twice. In 40, 
I mean, dude, forty five thousand dollars. I know. I mean, that's that is a substantial sum of money. Um, it says in June twenty seventeen, the federal government proposed a bill repealing dozens of outdated sections of criminal code, including a law against pretending to be a witch. So. Um, it says victims are manipulated into believing something bad will happen to them unless they re- unless they remit cash. We've seen incidents where victims are required to make purchases and remit these purchases in order to be cleansed. Um, so they they actually interview a a witch or a woman who who claims to be a witch, um, and she said that she likes the laws. Uh-huh. Um, because she believes like what she's doing. She, she said there are essentially phony like fortune tellers and psychics out there, yeah. and she wants basically her like culture, I guess, not to be um, have such a negative stereotype. Mm-hmm. And she said, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, fraud is fraud, and that's not what we're yeah about. Yeah, real witches, real witches are not about fraud. Yeah, um, so according to Section 365 of Canada's Criminal Code, it is illegal to fraudulently pretend to exercise (laughs) or to use any kind of witchcraft, sorcery, enchantment, or conjuration. Um, The article continues and says, The law has generally been interpreted as a provision against using the occult to perpetuate fraud say by some promising to cure a disease with magic. Um, the convict, the conviction can lead um, to a $2,000, uh, 2000 Canadian dollar fine and up to six months in jail. And the, so they say this law has rarely been applied in the 21st century, but they give a couple of examples here, which I'm just going to read real fast. It says, in 2017, astrologist and psychic Murali Muthialu was charged with witchcraft after a client allegedly paid $100,000 to have a curse removed. <laughs> the witchcraft charge was dropped and he pled guilty to fraud. In 2012, a man billed himself as a healer was charged with witchcraft after clients paid him tens of thousands of dollars to remove curses. All charges were dropped after he paid restitution. And in 2009, Vishwanti Prasad was charged with witchcraft in addition to multiple fraud charges. The charge of witchcraft was dropped, and prosecutors withdrew the charge after she pleaded guilty to fraud. So... (laughs) The law has been criticized for targeting women in cultural groups where, let's just say, the supernatural is more believed in. Prevalent. Prevalent. In their uh, yeah, culture. that's right. And I think that's a valid... That's I don't know that targeting is a valid point, but like the idea that... And the fact that it's more widespread in different cultures is definitely true. Um, so, yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> um, no, I could not imagine paying someone a hundred thousand dollars to remove a curse. Um, well, not not only to believe, I mean, dude, some people do believe that they are cursed, and then paying that much money to remove said curse. Yeah. 
I just think that there are many uh, there are many people who get this in their head, and there I have I believe that places are haunted, but there I think there are people that get in their head and like don't know how to treat, or they get scared of like ghosts and. I feel like you. It's a situation where like you see and believe what you want to. It definitely. Well, I you think there, I mean? there is that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I think like someone's following me, and then mm-hmm. you are more conscious of like certain things, or oh, I think there's a ghost in the house. And you're like, did I leave that over there? Like I thought I could have sworn I shut that light off, and you get like, yeah, yeah, you get like so paranoid about it. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <clears throat> Mysterious Universe is actually just talking about that. They were talking about stories of like objects that disappear and like people think like and it may be it may be that we just don't we just don't pay attention and like objects vanish I don't know it could be or could not but people people yeah they get in their heads and they start freaking out when stuff like that happens they hear a noise well dude I mean I remember multiple times waking up early like in high school and middle school and like mm-hmm. I hear something and like I freak out and it's dark in my eyes like I think I see something but your senses play tricks on you. Torres mm-hmm. has a really good story about stuff moving. Really? Next time next time we're with him. Yeah. Is it legitimate? Have you heard it? Uh-huh. Oh, it is. <laughs> That's good. He told he it's he told Elliot now when we were driving yeah. up somewhere. Oh, um, yeah. Dude, it was pretty good. And he like Yeah, we'll have to hear that. Um, we also have to find a way to get Bird on to tell about his stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, side note, mm-hmm. I, I would be I'd be willing to spend X amount of dollars going to like a like a card reading or Oh, I would. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. one there's one right behind Subway. I I've seen that. <laughs> we might have to uh wander in there one day this winter. Yeah. I actually, I actually met a girl at Belmont who worked in that store. What'd you say? Did you ask about it? I, I did briefly. I was like, "So what's it like? What go, what goes on in there?" And she's like, "She's like, oh, I, I just like I just like welcome people and like do that." And I was like, "So you don't have any like stories?" She's like, "No, not really." I wonder how I wonder how you get that job. You see a now hiring in the psychic's window, and you're just like, eh, "Let me throw yeah. my resume in there." <laughs> See, probably, I mean, you probably just, I just go in and, and you know someone. It's probably like anything else, honestly. You Do you just, think you have to make an appointment? For that? Mm-hmm. Just walk, call in. ahead. Yeah, maybe. You know, they gotta get I want to, I want to do it. I want to do it. get in the right mindset. I want to do it. Let's I want to do these, I want to do a past life regression where they hypnotize you and, yeah. I feel like that'd be, we got, I gotta, I gotta make a note. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to. We got some. We got some stuff on the books. Okay. Yeah. What's that called? Past life regret. What is? Can you explain that? Past life regressions. So yeah, um, they put they they hypnotize you. Now some people can't get hypnotized. So, but yeah, they hypnotize you, and they basically stories I've heard. Um, huge rumors. Huge rumors. Um, yeah, people like. People like are able to regress to their supposed past lives. Now, obviously, you have to believe in reincarnation, reincarnation okay. to uh, believe this. But yeah, supposedly people like you can—they're like you're hypnotized and you are able to relive portions of your past life. So you, they like 
I've heard audio where people are like describing where they are mm-hmm. in a past life. Huh. So. I feel like that's like a that's like a, another level. You know what I mean? That's it it's is. just like you it would is. get your car. You, that's like a, a next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a here's just a little uh, snippet from Wikipedia. It says past life regression is a technique that uses hypnosis to recover what practitioners believe are memories of past lives. Though others regard them as fantasies or delusions, um, past life regression is typically undertaken either in pursuit of a spiritual experience or a psychotherapeutic setting. So, um, speaking of past lives, have you? Um, <laughs> that could go. That could go a number of ways. But I'm gonna quote a movie. Have you ever not quote a movie? Decide a movie. Have you ever seen um, the movie Cloud Atlas? I've not. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It's got Tom Hanks. Um, some other really good actors that I just can't remember their names. Um, I believe Halle Berry's in that. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. It's super good. It was made, I think, by the producers or directors of The Matrix. But it's 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 super. It's super. Twenty twelve. Add it. Uh, add it to the list. Yep. Yep. We were we we were just talking about how Tom Hanks is. Someone said they don't like Tom Hanks. It was, was like, it was Alyssa. It was Alyssa. We, I was like, like are you kidding there. me? Have you seen Tom Hanks movies? Like, what are you talking about? That anyway. is, that is, yeah, hot hot take. The f- more like freezing cold take. <laughs> Seriously though, uh, well, cool. We'll move on here. <laughs> um, so I came across this article from Smithsonian.com. Some some people may have seen it. I think I found it on the uh, Apple. Uh, News app, because I follow Smithsonian on there. Um, Sick brag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to be cultured. It says, um, the Nazi werewolves who terrorized Allied soldiers at the end of World War II. Now, just a disclaimer here, it's not actual werewolves, <laughs> although... Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, although it is a good story, nonetheless. So, this story concerns... Um, these guerrilla fighters that these German guerrilla fighters that basically tried to halt the allied forces after the German army was kind of like dispersing mm-hmm. after it was, it crumb- it was, it was crumbling. crumbling I mean yeah as the allies progressed towards Nazi Germany and into Berlin it's only natural that um, things would start to crumble But it says, the article starts off, um, it says American intelligence officer Frank Manuel started seeing the symbol near the end of World War II etched across white walls in the Franconia region of Germany. A straight line, sorry, a straight vertical line intersected by a horizontal line with a hook on the end. He quotes, um, written in his memoir, most members of the counterintelligence corps were of the opinion that it was merely a hastily drawn swastika. But Manuel knew otherwise. To him, the mark referred werewolves, a German guerrilla fighters prepared to strike down the isolated soldier in his Jeep, MP on patrol, or just anyone that was like not with their group. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah, in the final months of World War II, um, as the Allies pushed deeper into Nazi Germany, um, 
the hardcore fighters. Because, you know, we, we like to think in World War II that everybody was a Nazi. Mm-hmm. A lot of the German soldiers were just defending Germany. Right. And I imagine there were a ton of civilians who were kind of just stuck. No, oh, definitely. You know, like, you, they weren't letting people, like, in and out. Mm-mm. It's just like, this is your life now. It's like any war zone, like mm-hmm. Syria. Yeah. Um, but know that, yeah, like... Was well, and economically, Hitler really helped out Germany after World War One. After World War One, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Um, I mean, he controlled the central people, controlled everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the fascist government. Um, so yeah, they turned. So there's a sense of like supernatural. Um, inspiration if you will and honestly a lot of Nazi like propaganda was based in like supernatural um there was a, there was a section and I can't remember the specific group but yeah they went on like um they went on like expeditions to like try and find supernatural mm-hmm. I, th- I think the yeah supernatural backings to what Hitler and the Nazis believed right they I mean It's noted that they, you know, apparently went on multiple expeditions for, like, works of art, like the Holy Grail, Mm, you know, looking for that type of stuff to prove that their ideology, you know, was superior and it was, you know, greater than just human experience. Greater than our earthly Uh experience, yep. It says, from the start of the war, Hitler pulled from Germanic folklore and occult legends to supplement Nazi pageantry, pagantry. Um, High-level Nazis researched everything from the Holy Grail to witchcraft. And historian Eric Kurtlander, in his book, Hitler's Monster, The Supernatural History of the Third Reich, says, um, according to some 19th and 20th century German folklorists, werewolves were represented flawed but well-meaning characters who may be bestial but are tied to the woods, the blood, the soil. They represented German strength and purity against the interlopers. So these, these werewolves essentially... What is the word I'm looking for? Like saw themselves in this, uh, you know, the werewolf like mentality. Yeah, yeah. And they were called upon to keep defending their country, defend the land. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they were called uh, Oper- Operation Werewolf. Yeah. A uh, 1940 October 1944 plan. This is really interesting. Um, a 1944 October 1944 plan for Nazi SS lieutenants Adolf Prutzmann and Otto. Skorzny to infiltrate allied camps and sabotage supply lines with a paramilitary group. Interestingly enough, I, I had no idea about this, but uh, Skorzny um, had already proved himself in 1943 when he successfully led a small group oh, yeah. of commandos to rescue Mussolini from a prison in Italy. I had no, I had no idea about that. Anyway... Just a little side note there. Um, there was also a uh, second attempt at recruiting werewolves. It came from 
the Joseph Goebbels, the Minister of Propaganda, and in 1945, the National Radio Broadcast or urged German civilians to join the werewolf movement, fighting the Allies and German collaborators. Um, so, yeah. Werewolf or vampire, Kyle? What would you rather be? Werewolf or... A vampire. Probably a vampire. I, I'm with you, yeah. I think being a werewolf, like, changing would... It sounds painful. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Like, being a... I feel like being a were, uh, vampire, you have a little more consistency um, in your life. Yeah. From what, from what I know about, you from know. What, yeah, from, from, what I, from what I know. <laughs> what, what about you? No, I'm a vampire for sure. Yeah, the transformation of a werewolf just seems a little too painful. Seems very painful. Imagine yeah. going back. I know. Just ending up naked on the sidewalk after you transform back. Um, one bit I thought was interesting was that the American soldiers took the <clears throat> these threat of the werewolves like very seriously. Legitimately. Yeah. And they realized that the like these guerrilla attacks from these these werewolves. Um, like could be could be potentially like very serious. Yeah. Um, this U.S. military report, intelligence report from May nineteen forty nine says the werewolf organization is not a myth. Yeah. <laughs> um, and says some of the band of guerrilla fighters are one of the greatest threats to security in both American and Allied zones of occupation. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting, <laughs> but think about like. The way we, I should say not we, the United States in 1776 used guerrilla warfare to combat the British Army just mm-hmm. marching around in groups of like 50 guys. Uh-huh. It's, it's, the, be- it's the best way to do it's it. It's the best way. And if you're, yeah. you know, outmanned. Yeah. I mean, think about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Think about, I mean, even Afghanistan and Iraq right now. Right. It's pretty much how you have to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is it is it easier to kill you know a hundred ants at your feet or one ant at your feet and you know there's ninety nine somewhere else in the room? Yeah. Hard to find. Yeah. Dude, well, you it, can't it, kill them in groups. Oh, that's right. Use, like, oh, bombs. Or you can't kill them, and it it just takes so much effort to go and find like a small group and then yeah. it's just like a couple yeah, and then just, there's just a couple over here it's yeah. just a couple over there and yeah frustrating it's a dude it's exhausting yeah it's exhausting oh for sure um Eric Kerr go ahead I would say the other bit is like you don't know like where they are with no, with one yeah. big with one big group you're just like oh I can see that they're over there they're yeah. coming in from this way but Couple guys can run from like building to building or like drive off in a car. Move quickly. Very fast, yeah. Yeah. Um, Eric Kurtlander states it's fascinating to me that when everything is coming down around them, the Nazis resorted to a supernatural mythological trope in order to define their last ditch efforts. And he says, um, he basically says that. That just fits into the pattern that Hitler had used of like a cult and mm-hmm. mythological folklore to back up the German 
Though I should shouldn't I shouldn't say German. I should say like Nazi propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, I thought it was interesting that. So at at the end of the the day, obviously they didn't play a huge role. Yeah. These werewolves. Um, but it said that. You know, in culture, that the 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 Nazi werewolf has like been a part of. I guess American culture through today. Oh, you're t- yeah, yeah. You're talking <clears throat> about how the article ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it says this was taken up during the Bush administration during the Iraq War. It says when Condoleezza Rice and Donald Rumsfeld and President Bush himself reportedly compared insurgents in Iraq to werewolves, and the occupation of Iraq to the occupation of Germany in 1945. I've never heard that before. Me neither. I've, I've never heard that. I've heard insurgents. <laughs> yes, I've definitely heard insurgents. But I've not heard that comparison. Me neither. I thought that... Uh, I don't know. I feel like you couldn't make that comparison today. You could not call people werewolves. You don't think so? Do you mean like it just wouldn't be received properly? Yeah. Could you imagine if Trump tweeted out about calling people werewolves? Yeah, that'd be, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, wouldn't surprise me at this point. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Um, hmm. The Nazis are always a... Just they, the, the stories about Nazis and what they were doing, like all the experiments and all the just ridiculous insane things that they tried to and were doing they're just endless what what is crazy to me is they like you said they called upon like the suit in their in their last dish effort they called upon the you know inspirational werewolf to mm-hmm. like have these gorilla but that that was all of it their whole thing was you know to be supernatural and to be to better than yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, and right, that's the legacy they have. Whether we talk about werewolves, the genetically engineered soldiers having a base on Antarctica, it's all just... <laughs> it's all you, just... It's oh all just... God. Right, like, it's all yeah. just larger than... Like, larger than life. It is larger than life, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, basically, at the core, what the Nazi was trying to do was, like, be better. Uh, I think it. I think it's interesting that that was their goal, and that was kind of that's kind of like the legacy. Yeah, it's definitely that like there it. is still a you know interest in, um, I guess, some level of mystery to all that went on in that regime. Yeah. Well, good stuff. I did have an interesting week. I just had to think about it. Did you? What was interesting about it? Well, it, was, it was Elliot's birthday on Tuesday. That what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I saw that uh, relationship between that student and teacher. Oh man, that's right. You did. That's weird. I don't. I don't want to get too into it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I did some uh, some detective work, and I think I discovered a, a student teacher relationship and. I wasn't the only one that that thought this. 
I don't want to um, diminish your detective work, but from the story, <laughs> it sounded pretty obvious as to what was going on. You need you needed a Scooby Doo level of <laughs> yeah detective yeah. work to to uncover this mystery. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, basically, they're just, like hanging out. <laughs> Just hanging out. Just hanging out in public. Um, I do have a good way to end this episode. From CNN Politics, um, the 46 most outrageous lines from Donald Trump's campaign rally in Missouri. Oh, wow. This is from November 2nd. Um, so, Well, says, in CNN Politics, Donald Trump has his own, like, tab. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Um, you got you got to be up to date with this guy. <laughs> you got to be you got to be up to date. So I was obviously I'm not going to go through all 46, but there's a couple in here that I was scrolling through and I was like I got to say something. So the number one, it's not like ranked best, but the the first one says I see these signs all over the place. Tigers for Trump. I like that. Um, let's see. Basically, we all know how he talks. It's super repetitive. So this one goes, so today, right now, we have more Americans working than at any time. Any time in the history of our country. That's good. That's pretty good. Um, uh, Where are we? Let's see. Uh, The Democratic agenda is the agenda of the extreme far left. They've gone crazy, folks. They've gone totally loco. Um, do you do you th- do you, do you think he prepares when he goes up there, or does he just have talking points and like you and me? Because a lot of a lot of presidents or politicians, whatever, have have the teleprompters. Do you think he uses those, or is he just like talk about blank and then sees it and just starts going? Yeah. Okay, so I've I watched a um I watched a Medal of Honor ceremony where Trump was giving the Medal of Honor to a deceased. Uh, relative not relative oh uh, not a deceased <laughs> <laughs> no not a deceased relative. <laughs> no I believe this one was um, a deceased Navy SEAL yeah I'm pretty sure it was a deceased Navy SEAL I also watched one where he was giving it to yeah no it was a deceased um, sorry Air Force um, Special Operations mm-hmm. soldier um, and it was very good it was now granted it was a medal of honor ceremony and he was deceased so there was a bit of somberness in the room mm-hmm. um, but it was very good like he stuck he, he he knew what he was saying and like he stuck to the speech and it was good <laughs> but now granted it's different when you go to a rally and you're trying to get people riled up and get votes and all that um, here's a good one we're doing great as a country we're doing great we've never done better we are doing really well <laughs> So, one of the craziest things to me about about him and how he communicates is it's it he almost speaks things into existence. Like he says it so you know like when people say like oh if you say a lie too many times it becomes uh-huh. true because yeah. you believe it. <laughs> you think that's what he's doing? That is just like Again, I I don't know like the, like all all the facts, but if you say something enough, it, people w- will start to believe it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely a theory. And he just, like you said, he's so repetitive. And if you hear it, it's just like, oh, oh, yeah. 
Oh, we are, yeah, we are doing well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's a good one. Um, if you want your children to have a country, vote Republican. Wow. That's a... It's almost like a... That's a threat. That, that, yeah, that, that's a little threatish. Oh, my goodness. Another th- another thing in, our, in my week is we... Uh, the, the people that we the owners of the CrossFit gym where Eric and I go, they got pulled over by the Mexican police. Oh, yeah. And someone asked if they offered them a, a bribe, essentially, and they're like, oh, no, it's not a bribe, it's a tip. <laughs> Dude, that that honestly could have gone south. Very, very south. south. Very fast. Like, if they were not in that southern, like, Cancun region, mm-hmm. I think it could have been pretty bad. Yeah. But anyway. Basically, they they ran a red light. Yeah, they ran a red light. Did they don't speak any Spanish, and no. the police didn't speak any English, but it, it worked out. It was also early in the morning, like four a.m., and I'm assuming the cops were just like, ugh, two two Americans, ugh. but who knows? Um, but yeah, congrats to uh, congrats to Train Lacey. Yeah, congratulations. Getting married. Huge occasion. Love wins. Love wins once again. Um, you got any, got any last thoughts? Um, if you're available this week, I would like to do the, uh, go see a psychic. Oh, psychic. For next episode. Dude, yeah. I, I'm free, uh, I'm free Wednesday. Great. Nice. We're gonna do that. Um, yeah. Plan on hearing about that <laughs> next week. Um, we, yeah, it's a couple announcements. We, um... Now have an email. World we live in podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to send us questions, topics, stories that you see during the week, um, we will give you a shout out and we will talk about those stories. Um, like a suggestion box. Yeah. Really just email us anything. Um, thoughts, questions, whatever you want. Concerns. Concerns. Restaurant yes. suggestions. Restaurant tips. Um, send us tips. <laughs> um, Christmas present ideas. Uh, Thanksgiving meal ideas. Oh, meal prep. Meal prep. Yeah. Um, temperatures of where you live. <laughs> Weather updates. Weather updates. Um, pictures of your dogs. Oh, those are good. Pictures of your dogs. We'll retweet those on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, whatever you want. We'll see what happens. Also, Erica, we've been... How many ratings do we have? 15. We have 15 ratings. 14 of them are five stars. Mm-hmm. One of them is one star. One of them is one star. And what... At least what I think happened is that someone thought it was probably a, a, like a swipe yeah. situation. Oh, for sure. And so they hit the one star and then uh-huh. it submitted. There was yeah. no yeah. swipe. Uh-huh. Um... You know, I can't. I couldn't imagine anything else besides. You know, we're definitely not the best <laughs> podcast out there, but we're definitely not the worst. I can tell you that. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably a mistake. You know, Most I couldn't. I couldn't imagine what else it could be. No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else it could be. Um, that's what we got. That's what we got for this week. Um, catch us. Like I said, email at world we live in podcast uh, at gmail um, Find us on Twitter at world we live pod. Catch us on Podbean um, if you want to listen there. 
Um, find us on iTunes at World We Live In Podcast. And that's about it. Anywhere you can find podcasts, we're on there. We're um, backlog. I think we're cl- closing in on episode 70. Wow. Pretty sure we're, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're close. So We'll need to do something special for the yeah. episode. 75 maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be around Christmas time. Crimin. Mm, Crimin town. I'm a Crimin. <laughs> Mayor Chrysler. <laughs> We're slowly approaching. It'll be here faster than you guys think. So Halloween snuck up on my ass. I didn't even. I didn't even dress up for it. Did it scare you? Did it spook you? It it, it booed me up. <laughs> I was booed up. I was booed up by I'm Halloween. Booed up. <laughs> I'm booed up. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hop off. Um, everyone have a great week, um, and we'll catch you next time.